0: Also for Gene Simmons Vault Podcast. Uh, this is the second one we've managed to put together. Uh, it is a group of diverse podcasters from the rock and roll and KISS community getting together to pontificate about the topic we love the most. Okay, he wants to think that we love him the most about Gene Simmons and the vault. Uh, so <laughs> for the KISS FAQ podcast, there are two of us represented today. Ken, 69th Blizzard on the KISS FAQ board. And myself, Hello. Julian, the admin, and we are joined by Sunny, Pooney. What's up, guys? And Steve Wright. Uh, Sunny, let's start with you. Introduce yourself and the podcast that you're a part of, and anything else you want to say to the people.
1: Yeah, I'm Sunny. Some people call me Hollywood. Um, I'm on a. I'm a co-host of two podcasts regularly. Uh, one is Podcast Rock City, which is all Kiss podcast. Uh, we do, We just had our 200th episode, so it's pretty cool. And then the other mm-hmm. one's a newer, which is called Growing Up Rock Podcast. We do interviews. We talk about subjects. We got uh, two pretty good interviews lately, one Jeff Scott Soto, one Steve Stevens, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and Stephen Michael, uh, uh, Stephen does a great job getting the interviews and and really get the podcast going. We've been doing that for about eight months now.
0: Excellent. And, of course, uh, Podcast Rock City is Joe the Mighty Polo. That's right. Those guys are fun that. to
1: work with. Yeah. I like
0: Joe. Steve's a good guy too. Look forward to seeing him in Indy. Yeah. Uh Steve, what about you? Uh where do you
2: come from and what do you have going on in your world? I am the host of the Potter Than Hell podcast. I do that along with my co hosts BC and BB. Everyone's got a nickname except for me, I guess, on the show. And uh my son Dylan is also a part of the podcast. He he does all of our editing and everything. He's in most of the episodes and he's the one that likes to tour maybe the most besides Stephen michael because we've had him on some shows we've had mm-hmm. ken on the show sunday on the show julian will have to get you on one of these days we've had mark anthony k on the mm-hmm. on the podcast we've had some cool interviews and stuff uh it's called potter than hell we're not a kiss podcast we felt that uh guys like you and uh you know joe polo and the the three size guys have you know you guys have kiss covered pretty good but uh we are like huge kiss fans and we definitely wanted to uh you know, bring kiss into it. And much of the chagrin of Dylan, I bring up kiss at the earliest opportunity, except Sonny beat me to it on the one episode. (laughs) <laughs> so you, you just raised a really good point i've got a
0: 15 year old kid i need to get him doing the editing work that would just delegation and slave labor i think well you know, he doesn't
2: do it for free
0: well yeah. i think mine i feed him he will uh oh well, maybe that's a negotiating thing that uh, we gotta now i whenever we have someone on the uh, the kiss FNQ podcast and while we're not doing this on any, any specific uh, show banner today. I do like to always just have people chime in with uh when did they become a Kiss fan and what's their favorite Kiss albums of Steve well, while your voice lasts let's get uh you in on All that. right.
2: Yeah, my voice is kind of shot. We are at the M3 festival this weekend and I me mean, my buddies and we you know we sang every set so uh we're we're pretty shot but i'm just glad to be here um uh, my favorite kiss album that actually of uh, the the topic that we're doing today um that's actually was the hardest thing for me to decide what it was because my uh my top 10 or top five is a sliding scale uh so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with love gun i i would say except for then she kissed me it makes me want to run out of traffic <laughs> and when did you get into kiss um i got into kiss and uh I don't know exactly. I want to say it's got to be 76 because I remember watching uh, the Paul Lynn special and and seeing them on there.
0: Fantastic. A Beatles moment for the modern generation. Oh, absolutely. How about you? When did you get into kiss and what's your go to kiss album?
1: Yeah, I got into kiss a little bit later. Uh, So my entry is heavens on fire video on MTV. So uh, I was already 14 years old, almost 15. Um, And, you know, Loved uh that there was girls, loved that there was, you know, great singing, great melody, and so I wanted to be a rock star right then and there. Uh my go to kiss album has always been the same, Kiss Asylum. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my entry point for everyone who's forgotten. Uh obviously
0: with coming to America. I didn't know KISS until Tears Are Falling video. So I'm one later than you, same age group yeah. as well. So uh <laughs> what's my what's my go to kiss album? Rock and roll over. What uh you know, I, I can never go wrong with that. And Ken, yours quickly for everyone who may not know you.
3: Yeah, uh, I got into Kiss back in 1977 when I uh, bought the Alive Two album, and then I started discovering, you know, double platinum and then the whole back catalog and so on. So, uh, been on. I haven't jumped ship uh, <laughs> since then. Um, and my go-to album is also uh, Rock and Roll Over.
0: Awesome. That's, that's, uh, I, I guess why, why we sync up so good, Ken. All right. So we're going to be talking about the Gene Simmons vault today, but, uh, Mr. Eddie Trunk has been pontificating on the vault today. I don't know if any of you yeah. guys have, uh, listened to that <laughs> no. clip yet. He's, uh, said that it's, uh, a, a real undertaking to get through because it's so massive. Uh, he's annoyed that a lot of the songs come from cassettes and there's hiss and he calls them work tapes and very loose demos. It's he said incredible. it's the sort of thing he's only going to listen to it once. And he doesn't see how there's any song on there that he would actually crank out of his car radio or open up his windows in the summer and blast. Uh, he said they're not fully formed songs. Some of them are only a minute and a half of the riff. Um, and then he questions mm-hmm. the bass price and, uh, just remember that he got his sent to him anonymously, so he did not pay to play. Um, Just your, uh, you know, anyone want to chime in on thoughts on that? And yeah, I I like Eddie. Let let me make that clear. This is not me having any ax to grind with Eddie Trunk. I respect him. I respect what he does for music. He keeps it in the forefront and uses a platform. Uh, I I think he's right in some ways. There are some songs on this set that are definitely work tapes and hissy. And, if that's mm-hmm. the only way that there is to get them on the vault, then uh, I'll take it. As a bootleg collector, I respect the history of each one of these songs. I, uh, you know, it's a, it's an opinion. Mileage is going to vary. Um, I happen to care a l- about the history of these songs to the point yeah. where your casual person who's not going to spend $2,000 on a vault won't. And... That's fine. So I, I don't think Eddie's financially or emotionally invested in this stuff. He should know better as someone who worked in the industry about what demos are, what they represent. Uh, Ken, quick thoughts, if any.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, he got it for free. <laughs> he wasn't going to buy it anyway. So, you know, you know, why should he complain about it? And he says it wasn't worth the the money, but he got it for free again. He got it for free. Uh, and To me, it was worth the money, not just the music, but again, as we've said before, it's the the whole experience. You know, I'm getting to spend some time with Gene, meet Gene and have him sign my stuff and then have him do his thing on on stage and so on. So it was all worth the price for me. I mean, Eddie Trunk is just, you know, I think I posted it. I say he's living back in the Destroyer era. You know, that's his that's his reference. And that's. (laughs) And that's it, you know, not everything's going to sound like that. And, you know, Mark Anthony, our our guy, Mark, he's glad it's not going to sound like that. So anyway, I I don't I just don't get it. I guess they each their own.
0: Yep. And uh, let us be clear here. Three of us went to the L.A. vault experience, Sonny, Ken and myself and Steve. You went to Philly. Yeah, I was in Philly. So, uh, you know, we, we've all had the experience that Eddie did not have. And maybe, you know, I here, here's my cynical take on it. It's his play to get Paul Stanley on his show by bagging on Gene's vault. He's trying to get back in Paul's good graces. Ain't going to work, Eddie. Keep <laughs> trying to work. Uh, Steve, any, any thoughts on those comments? Uh, and obviously I paraphrase if you've not heard them yourself.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, and, and I'm a guy that I'm not really a bootleg collector. And I have to say that I, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of stuff on there. You know, there's some stuff, you you know, you're not going to like, you're not going to like everything, but, uh, I, I do enjoy it. And I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a bootleg collector, but I, I do enjoy them. I enjoyed reading the book. I thought the the book some times was not, um, as detailed as I would have liked. And I think you mentioned on one of your shows, Julian, um, like some of the songs it was unclear who actually played on them, if it was all gene and stuff right. like that. But, uh, you know, I liked them. It was, it was probably about what I thought it was going to be, but there's, there's some rocking stuff on there. Yep. Sonny, last thoughts before we
0: get
1: into what we're really here to talk about? Yeah. Overall, I'm an Eddie Trunk fan. I would say that uh, him saying he can't crank any of it, let's say, then he didn't listen to it all, in my opinion. I think his opinions would be completely different if this was Ace, not Gene, and it was worth every penny. (laughs) That's true. It was worth every penny to me, so (coughs) I'd do it again, so...
0: Yep, and and that's all it is. Uh what Eddie had is an opinion. What we're going to give you now are four opinions because uh we're approaching this episode of the Vault cast with um selecting a 15 track best of the vault. What would each of our picks be if we got to if Rhino called us up and said, "Hey, Sonny, we need you to come up with 15 tracks that you think the the Kiss fans would love and would shift more units for us." You know, um what would be your methodology in approaching that that mission, Sonny?
1: Uh, mine would be pick 15 songs that uh, give a good taste of what the flavor of the vault was all about. Right. So these are the 15 songs that will sell it. Right. The, are the other 150 songs just as good? Yes and no, depending on what you like. And we've had the conversation. I'm not a huge Beatles fan. So the Beatles song type songs turn me off a bit where I really like some of the other songs. Right. But uh, my approach was the 15 songs that would sell more
2: vaults. Perfect. Steve, how would you approach this mission? Um, I approached it with not being familiar with a lot of the songs. Um, what I did was instead of going through them all, I just put them all and I hit shuffle. And as I went along, a good song came along. I wrote that one down and then I went back through the book and I have a I had a ton of them. So then I just kind of had to whittle it down from there. Yeah. And so, Sonny knows my methodology is uh, is always somewhat different. And um, in my marketing, how I was going to do it, are we doing that part now? Uh, you, you can do it. We, we'll uh, okay. we'll, we'll go actually, however you want to do it. That's pretty integral to how my, uh, my, my set is going to go because, like I said, Sonny knows that I always do something different. And um, what I did was uh, instead of a vault – what you get is going to be a safe deposit box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's also that's and, brilliant. That's absolutely
2: brilliant. And there's going to be uh, not just one CD with 15. You're going to have three EPs with five songs each on it. And mm. you're going to um, you're going to get there's going to be four different versions of it. And there's going to be a mini bass guitar in each in each uh, safe deposit box you're going to have the punisher in one you're going to have the ace uh the axe base in another you're going to have the one that he used in the 80s with the g makeup on it and you're going to have the kiss alive bass in them so that way you're gonna you know guys like us we're gonna buy all four of them and then for um you know you said two tracks that just miss um Sonny, he'll he'll get me again on this um Each vault is going to have a a download card in it with a message from Gene on there and one more song, but there's going to be five of them so that you'll never know which one you're going to get. Nice. So,
0: Okay. I I, I totally like the concept. You've uh, definitely come from the Gene Simmons School of Marketing. Um, Well done. Ken, how about you? How do you approach this
3: question? Um, well, we did that one show or a couple of shows or going over the, uh, our lists of each disc or a couple songs. So I kind of had that to go by, um, and then look at the songs I picked at the time. And I didn't use all the songs I picked actually other songs. That, and since it, since that time, more songs have grown on me, um, than what I, you know, liked before. So I, Took the list and I took the songs I liked, and then I listened to some of the other ones. Then I switched, swapped out, and I and so I ended up creating a playlist in in uh, iTunes, and then I structured it kind of uh, chronologically as much as as best I could, from uh, earlier stuff into into his you know the Beatlesque stuff in the 70s, and then. 80s and then up to the you know 90s and in you know closer to now so i i kind of went chronologically so that's how i picked the songs um otherwise if we're talking about marketing um i was you know if they did a a vinyl of this i would have put it on a double vinyl and then maybe have some kind of uh Case for it, you know, like he like he was gonna put it in like a briefcase or something like that, you know, saying Gene Simmons on it or whatever or that has the his money bag logo on the sides, something like that. But on the actual vinyl itself, since two, I would have uh, you, you know, you have on the vault, you have the you know the combination thing that would be the center label on these things, and uh, maybe it would be turned to the number of side 1 it would be on 1 and then the the label for that would be on side number 2 or it'd be, it could be 10 20 30 40 so you'd know what side you're on and then the actual list of songs would be somewhere else something like that um and then the the cover of the vinyl would be maybe something like the leathery kind of look or or something like you know the vault you know kind of color and and so on with the rivets, that sort of thing.
2: Would you have the that's... hand would you have the handcuffs on there? <laughs> yeah, the handcuffs.
3: Uh, maybe the whip. So <laughs> 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 no, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. So uh, as for our oh, well, special special gift, uh, I don't know. You know. Who who knows? I, I don't know, I didn't think that far, but uh I like uh Steve's Alright, so th- that's a
0: good one. I approached this. Uh, one of my favorite box sets of all time is the, uh, the Rare Cult box sets that came out in the early 2000s. Uh, one was a six CD and one was, I think, was a five CD. Um, and after they'd released these, they came out with the best of Rare Cult CD, which had, I think, uh, 12 songs compiled from the Rare Cult box and five tracks that they'd forgotten or had not included on it. So that's how I approach mine. I I say let's do a single CD, and it is a mix of the best of the tracks on there, plus a few egregious omissions. Um, It it gives me the opportunity to fix for Rhino what I think are the gaping holes in the vault as a product, and... um, Maybe my ego's <laughs> getting in the way of this, but uh, that's how I do it. For a title for my I, – I, and I'll talk about my packaging okay. at the end of the, the the show when we get to that, okay. that final question because I just can't say anything now that comes anywhere near a safety deposit box and Steve's concept. <laughs> that's just you, – yeah. you, you, you are the winner of this section of that's the show. <laughs> Ten points to that man over there. Um, let's do titles. I'll give you mine first, and I went with the extremely unoriginal, already mentioned alter ego the best of the vault,
2: just because oh, kind of
0: alter ego does play in. It was once considered to be a title for the, the product uh, that became the vault. And also alter ego ties in with this is the alter ego of the vault. So uh, that's where I come from with there. Steve, how about you?
2: Um, I tried to think of a, a name that kind of went with the safe deposit box, but nothing was nothing was jumping out at me. So uh, I mean, it would be either called uh, Gene Simmons, Damn, I'm Good, Best <laughs> of the Vault. Or it would be Gene Simmons, a powerful, and attractive man. Nice, damn, I'm good. I
0: like that. Again, you're
1: on fire here. But Sonny, how about you? Mine's called uh, Breaking Into the Vault, and then in parentheses it says Hidden Treasures, comma Hard Rock Jewels, comma Delicate Gems, because I got five of each of those split up on my CD. Oh, nice. I like that. Ken.
3: Mine is just going to be simple. I'm just keeping it, you know, best of the vault. That's what Gene Simmons, best of the vault. Or best from the vault.
0: And and no one went with music from the vault just to really doom themselves? Oh, (laughs) (laughs)
3: That'd be tricky. And then have a hand on there, you know, (laughs) (laughs) reaching up. Paul Stanley's hand, closing the vault, keeping it
0: shut. (laughs) He's closing it. All right. Let's get into some of the track by tracks. Uh, how do you want to do this? Just pick one of yours and say why. And we'll just round table it through our 15 picks and then summarize them all at the end so everyone can uh, build their own list. Sonny, let's start with
1: you. I'm, I think I'm going to go from right to left on my screen. Uh, so we'll start with you. All right. So like I said, mine's split up into three sections, hidden treasures, hard rock jewels and delicate gems. And hidden treasures for me is these should have been absolutely on a Kiss album. And we... Uh, that was a miss in history for sure. Uh, hard rock jewels are just hard rocking songs, and then delicate gems are some of the ballady type songs. So my CD opens with "It's My Life," and it absolutely has to open with "It's My It's My Life" because it's a goddamn shame that it wasn't on a Kiss album to begin with.
0: Crime against humanity. And yeah. I, and I, no I,
1: I, m- I must say, I love the thought that
0: you put it in, put into this by splitting it up into three different sorts of styles. I also want to give you a shout out for the work that you did publicizing those write-ups yeah. in January, you know, so yeah. soon after actually receiving right. the vault, you were typing them up for everyone to read and really giving people a look in the vault, and I'm pretty sure that those articles shifted some units for Rhino, so shout out to you for doing that. Yeah. Uh, great that you could share that Thank with you. the fans so quickly. Steve, let's Thank go to you. your first pick.
2: Um, I, w- you know, when you mentioned that, I, I do have to say I'm um, listening to to the three of you that I'm in here with. You guys were the ones that really solidified me getting the vault. Just listened to you guys talking about a Sunday's um, articles and and uh, you know Julian and Ken, you guys talking about the the vaults and your your experience of it and um I just you know thank you guys for the the hit to my uh, bank account but um it was definitely worth it it was, it was absolutely <laughs> worth it <laughs> um I went first with um I think one of the main songs that everybody wanted to hear it was um the the first song that I went to on the vault I didn't even start at the beginning I wanted to hear Got Love for Sale with mm-hmm. the Van Halen brothers. Got Love for Sale is a that is my ultimate favorite Van Halen song. And oh, my God, the solo in that is just just phenomenal. So I had to open that up with and um, and, and I put on the bottom of my paper that I wrote down here. Um, I left off a lot of good stuff because why should everyone get all the good shit that we got? But I definitely want everybody to hear that that version. Exactly, and that that's one of the notes I didn't actually
0: read for, you know, how my, my method would be is I don't want to ruin the vault for the majority of purchasers is uh, mm-hmm. what I said my very first line, and uh, thank you for reminding. Thanks also for the kind words about uh, us uh, shaking loose $2,000 for Rhino. Out thank of, you, guys. Out of your bank account. Uh, blame Sonny.
3: You know, it was all his write-ups. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ken, how about you? What's your first pick? Uh, my first pick is um, Eskimo Sun. Nice. Um, I just thought, like I said, I'm going pretty much chronologically, and I think that's just a good starting point. And great song, um, and the other thing is the I'm trying to give uh, a perspective of the music. Some of it I put on there. You'll see that I, I chose some songs that are uh, I think should have been well on this thing, but I left some out key songs out too because I don't want to give them all the, the good nuggets like uh, I'll just say right now I'm not putting any of the Van Halen stuff on there because I figure you should buy the vault for that <laughs> So that instead of the you know, my best of um, so there's still something that just keeping it out of there so anyway Eskimo Sun is uh, the way it starts off for mine
0: Good pick. Again, my first pick. And again, having been a bootleg collector for decades, the first thing I said to Gene or one of the things I said to Gene during my vault experience was, uh, Gene, I'm glad I finally get to give you the money for the music that I've been listening to for decades. Um, And, you know, then he said that he liked me. So um, my first picks Howling for Your Love. I've always Mm. liked that song. I like the dorky bumpity bump lyrics um you know it's it, it, is it a great song no but it's a fun song it's one that circulated for a long time for a lot of collectors who may be on the fence and i think it's a great um, demonstration of the sound quality where it is a substantial improvement on what has circulated out there for many years so therefore i think it's just a good way to get the collectors in when they can go listen to the song and say oh yeah holly for your love yeah oh wait that's way better than my cassette copy that i've had since 1994 so uh trying to just do a a balance the good stuff with the kind of logical stuff sonny let's get on to your next pick
1: next one uh again should have been on a kiss album are you ready and Mm -hmm. uh you know i was so glad that gene used that song to kind of pump up the vault before we got there and and we got to hear it uh, uh, on YouTube and some other things and the personal emails he was sending. Um, but just the backing vocals on that track are incredible. Tommy Kills a solo. The song is awesome. Uh, I don't even know if it was ever even pitched to a Kiss album, but it should have been on one. Yeah, it would have fit in nicely on Sonic Boom, maybe if they do a deluxe yeah. edition of that.
2: Good pick.
0: Yeah, Steve, absolutely.
2: back to you, Steve. Uh, my next pick I went with uh, Take It Like a Man number 2. Um I think that kind of show it it's what the I it sounds sounds like the concept ended up being you wanted the best, which um you know, he, he does the the four guys doing the vocals and he you know mimics Paul with the falsetto and then he you know he mimics Peter, you know, I'm in the mafia, baby. And then uh he does Ace, you know. And I like to take a drink every once in a while. And he actually did a pretty decent imitation of Ace. So I, I kinda like how that shows that uh just the, the idea of of them of them doing something with all four of them singing actually turned into the kind of crappy song that it ended up being. But that was the I like the concept of it. When great kiss ideas
0: go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Ken, your next pick.
3: Yeah, my second pick is uh go on blind, the little lady. Um, I like the you know going blind in general. I like it from Hotter and Hill, and I like the especially the unplugged version. Um, but this is a a good song to see how it really began, how it was, and with the original lyrics, you know, uh, the, the lady beneath the sea, right? Um, so it's it's just a great. It's it's every time I hear it, either either way, either version. Um, I always love it, and I will never turn it off. So it's just a, a great song to co- that continues the chronologic uh, order.
0: Nice. Uh, okay, so it's my turn.
2: Yes.
0: And this one surprises me that it stayed on my list. It was hovering down near the bottom, but it's uh, it, it, I, again, no preference order here. I'm not going from best to worst or anything. She's rotten to the core. Mm -hmm. When Lita Ford's version came out, I hated it. Um, again, it's one of those stories of Gene Simmons refusing to let a idea or a lyric or a riff die. And he keeps recycling it over and over and over. Um, and this is a riff that just refused to die. So, uh, you know, even going back to 76, it finally got out Mm -hmm. on that Lita album. And now Gene's version's on The Vault. And it's actually pretty catchy. Um, And it's got Bruce on guitars. It's got some good, you know, guitar work on it. Some dude called Roger Carter on drums. Um, So it's just a fun rock track that I think it would represent the vault well for kind of some of the stuff people may have heard on other people's releases. All right. Sonny, back to you for number three.
1: All right. So my third one um, is actually I Turned to Stone. So again, Mm -hmm. right, I'm going for Hidden Treasure stuff that should have made a Kiss album. Um, It's actually my favorite track on the first disc um the riff is very zz top how can you not like lyrics that say stiff as a bone like that's totally gene <laughs> right so uh yeah i turn to stones one of my uh, favorite songs actually on the entire vault now does, does that song have a backbone slip in it uh, No, i don't think so no. maybe okay. no, i don't think so I don't, yeah, no, think so. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right steve let's move on to your third pick OK, I I went down. I tried to uh, get a little flavor of uh, like all the, the decades and stuff that he went through. So I went I went back to the uh, Burn It Up With Fever number one, the original demo for um, for the 78th solo album. Um, you know, it's raw. It's 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 uh, I'd say funkier than the than the the version that actually came out. And uh, I love the, the mm-hmm. scratchy guitar solo on that. So I, I had to definitely throw something in there that represents the 78th solo album. I think that might, uh, I don't know
0: who does that guitar solo on that. Ver- there were how many different versions on the vault? Three yeah. different Burning yeah. Up
2: the Fever? Yeah. And, and, and that was like uh, one of the things that you brought up on one of the other ones, too. Like so there's some of the information is rather sketchy and stuff like that. So um, I wasn't sure who did that one either, but I, I like that version. Nice. More raw. Ken, number three. Number three for me is One More Chance.
3: I know Sonny will like that a lot Because it's so <laughs> like a Beatles <laughs> But uh, Anyway um, yeah One More Chance is another One again yeah it's Beatlesque And uh, it's like I guess it's on the solo album was like Mr. Make Believe I guess um, So that That's a good one I, I think it Shows how good The songs could have been Maybe on the solo album had they not Overproduced You know that album a bit um, it would have been more stripped down Would have been better That's a really I, I, I love that song
0: well, with my number three pick, you can't get much further away from that than uh, Juliet. <laughs> and oh, yes. I, I think I had that when we did our, our other shows yes, on this. But it, it's been a favorite of mine from the vault since it was part of the audio montage. So it was one of the earliest songs that we got a sample of. But I loved the writing Gene did with Ken Tamplin. Uh, this rocker just has a very kind of living color, called a personality yeah. kind of guitar vibe to it for me. And I like how it's a play on the Midwest, you know, on Juliet, the town, which is right down from Romeoville in Illinois. And don't hold me to that. I think that's what he says in the book. But uh, great song, good rocker. And again, you know, I think Sonny mentioned Turn to Stone. Uh, you know, those two are just like really heavy Gene songs and very much what I like from the demon. All right. Back to you, uh, Sonny, for number four.
1: All right. So some of, uh, you know, not everybody in the Kiss Army loves Dynasty and Unmasked, but those are actually in my top five because I love those two albums. So my next song is actually No Conscience. And the reason I bring up Dynasty and Unmasked is Vinnie Ponzi is part of that song. And uh, it's just got this really cool melody and hook. And uh, the timing of it's a little sketchy. I think it's like Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade timing. And if it is, it would have been great on either one of those albums. And I'm not sure who's doing that solo. I think it's Bruce, but man, the solo rips on, or the guitar parts rip on that song. So uh, no conscience. I love it. Good pick. I'm glad we're getting a lot of
0: diversity in our selections here. Steve, number four from
1: you. <laughs>
2: um, I'm going back to 1966 for Gene. Um, he said It's probably one of the first ones uh, I'm assuming that, that he ever did. Uh, my Uncle's a Raft. Mm. Um, I think it's a I think it's a catchy song. It, it kind of reminds you of a Johnny Cash song at the beginning. I think right. it's got that little little jangly guitar there. And, uh, you know, I think it's fun. I think it's 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 very catchy. And I I think it's uh, it's just a fun song. I enjoy it. So it reminds you of Johnny Cash, and it reminds me of the 1940s
0: Disney songs, with uh, when it has all the backing vocal sections, all the kids kind of high pitched. I
2: like to see little elves, you know, Snow White and yeah, It's horse. a small world. Yeah, singing, singing bats. that. Elves with kiss makeup.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe right. maybe they'll do that at Disney. Put all the in it's a small world. Put kiss makeup on all them. Oh God, God, God when elves they buy you. kiss. Yeah. When they buy when they buy kiss. yep. Yeah. The yeah. rights to kiss. All right, Ken, maybe your next pick, please.
3: Man. All right, Uh, continuing in Beatles mode (laughs) is uh, "See You Tonight." See You Tonight, uh, which everyone knows that song, but uh, I love this version of it. It's again, it's a a really good demo. Sounds good, and uh, it's very close, I guess, to the you know to Gene Simmons' uh, solo version. But uh, I just think it's a a great song, one of his best songs. um, So. That's
0: it. All right. My next one's another one that I'm surprised that I left on it. It's Hand of Fate. When we first heard it, and it was used basically as a single for the vault because it was put up on SoundCloud in November um, in its entirety. So, therefore, I figure since they've already given it away, they might as well include it on the best of the vault anyway. But it's also it's grown on me. Um, It's it's sleazy. It's, uh, again, another Gene Simmons rocker. Um, but because it's already kind of the single for The Vault, throw it on there. Um, and, and therefore, you, you, you protect more of The Vault material for those who actually bought The Vault. So, um, good song. Anyway, so, number five, Sonny.
1: All right, so closing out my um, hidden treasures that should have been on a Kiss album is Dial L for Love. So, this BS about that there was no full recording <laughs> and if this thing was really intended for animalizer or Asylum it is a damn shame that Murderer in High Heels is on an album and this yeah. is not <laughs> right but uh, the version on this uh, in my opinion the Dial L for Love uh, matches the Van Halen songs that's how good that song is and it should be held in that regard and you know Eric and Adam Mitchell being part of it is all good right absolutely
0: I,
2: I agree 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 Steve definitely I'm um, going to mirror one of Julian's picks already uh, she's rotten to the core uh, that was a song that you know instantly caught me right from the beginning I, I love it and um, as Sonny knows uh, I'm a, I am am a big fan of Hot in the Shade and it kind of sounds like it should be on that album the guitar sound I think is Hot in the Shade sounding and um, Bruce Kulick has the co-write on it I I just think it's a great song excellent all right, Ken.
0: Uh, no, wait, it's me. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> no,
3: it's Ken. No, it it's Ken. I'm trying to go out of order. Wait a minute. What are you doing?
2: Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sonny, he sounds like me on my podcast. Me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay.
0: And, and as uh, usual, everyone else is right. Ken, <laughs> you're up.
3: Okay. Um, <laughs> my next one is "Bad, Bad Lovin." Um, though I know we got it. I think on the right, the Kiss box set or a similar version. Um, but, uh, I think it's just a a great song. I mean, obviously it's the workings of, you know, calling Dr. Love and he kind of hadn't, you know, figured out exactly how to go about that, you know, creating that song. Um, but this is one of the earlier versions of it. So, and it's kind of funny. I I, listen to it. it, You're expecting to go into calling Dr. Love, but then it goes, switches up and goes bad, bad loving. And it's kind of cool. It's still a cool song. Uh, even though it's not the calling Dr. Love type song, but it's, it's close. It's a good song.
0: Okay. So now I can go. All right. So this is my first pick of something that was not on the vault that should have been on the vault with everything that was said about this song in the behind the mask book, Naked City, the demo. Bob Kulick yeah. made comments about how Kiss essentially ruined the song from the original demo, how Ace couldn't play the guitar phrasing that Bob originally wrote for the song. Um, and that makes it the biggest miss from The Vault, because Gene, if it was Bob, I think Carla DeVito sang on it, Gene, uh, maybe Paul mm-hmm. were on it, then it could have been on The Vault, and in this fantasy realm, that's one error, uh, error, that uh, I would like to correct, and one error that I would have liked more represented on the vault. So, Naked City demo, Gene. I'm sure it wasn't on there for some reason, but uh, I would fix that with this release.
2: All right. You don't okay. have it,
3: do you?
0: No.
2: Yeah, is, well, is that available for anyone?
0: <laughs> no, it no, it it does not circulate as far as I am aware.
2: Never seen it.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: It'd be awesome to hear.
0: Right. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of things people would love to hear. Sonny, back to <laughs> okay.
1: change the subject.
0: Moving on from uh, that. See how he did it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Next. Uh, all right, so we're getting to the hard rock jewels part of my CD, which these are just five rockers that I think everybody should hear. First one is uh, "Suspicious." So this is the song that was on the Bullet Boy, uh, Bullet Boys, Black and Blue CD in Heat. Uh, I didn't do too well with Black and Blue. I'm not exactly sure who are all the musicians that play on this version, but you can definitely hear Jamie St. James singing in the background vocals, that's for sure. But this song's got 80s radio hit written all over it, and maybe it came too late for Black and Blue, um, but this would have done well on Hot in the Shade, I think. Yeah, you, you, I think it is black and blue just with, with
0: Gene singing it because it, it sounds pretty close to the backing track that was, uh, was it on In Heat or was it Nasty? Yeah, nasty? It, it, yeah. yeah. The, so, and that was part of the audio montage that they shared, uh, you know, promotionally. So, cool song. I didn't know it was black and blue,
2: so i had to point that out for me. Yeah. So, Steve, your next pick. My next pick, uh, as in sunny. this closes out my first, um, no, I'm sorry. It's my second song. Uh, first song on my second EP, and um, it's the version of Thou shalt not. I think it's a great uh, version of how the song is going to be. You just get the you just get the Thou shalt not throughout there. There's no really lyrics in it, but it's it's still got a, a great sound for for a demo, and it just shows a great foundation of that song. Good pick, Ken.
3: My next one is. Um, You're my reason for living, synth version. Um, I guess it was done in in uh, what was it? Re- Early nineties. Ninety, 91 to ninety three, yep. according to your notes, Julian. <laughs> I think. Um, but I think that one, like Sonny's pick earlier, that song, if it would have been released on a uh, a kiss album back when the, you know, the power ballads were, were a hot thing back then. Um, man, I, that would have been a hit. I mean, that really could have been a hit. And I really love that song. I think it's just a like, well-written song.
0: Nice. All right. My next one is Minasan Minasan, which was Gene's oh, yeah. submission from Muma Iro Clover Z, the mm-hmm. collaboration that would ultimately became samurai sun. Um, I'm sorry. I, I just can't help but like it. It's just so damn catchy. I should hate it, but I like it. So it's just one of those songs. That it's going to be one, I think, that people are either throwing up or uh, going all <laughs> Japanese schoolgirl for. So uh, I'll go all Japanese schoolgirl for it. Sonny. It's
3: better than Paul's right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. My next one, um, you know, it's got Bob Kulik involved. It's got Tommy and uh, Jamie St. James involved. It's Promise the Moon. Um, I really love the version that's on the vault. It's got that kind of 80s Billboard Top 200 type sound, um, which some of the vault, depending on the songs you uh, like or don't like, could have been sold to other people and actually had several hits out of it. I think either Gene was too busy doing movies, uh, (laughs) or I guess if Paul says no, it's not good for anybody, I'm not too sure about that, but some of these songs could have been hits on the charts for other people. I'm I'm gonna go into my little
0: vault book here, which uh, will be available at the Indie Expo for people interested. Promise the Moon. That is the unrealized music from the Elder Riff. So and of course that was left off the Nasty Nasty album by Back Black Blue. So yeah. a great song. Uh, I I love how someone's picked that because I,
2: I stayed away from those ones. Good choice. Steve. Cool. I'm glad you're having that book. Although I will not be in indie, so is it possible to get a copy of that still? I'll save some. No. Yeah. Okay, cool. I well, de- you want something I, that I looks definitely... like
1: this? You uh-uh. mean like this one?
3: Or this one? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my I'm out of gosh. here. <laughs> uh. Boy, that really could have helped this weekend, by the way uh okay uh my next one is going to be my title track it's going to be damn i'm good it's uh one of the ultimate gene Eagle songs it's got a little scat beginning it's got the unplugged electric guitar he's uh jamming on there uh it's got a great groove and i i just love the feel of the song and it's uh you know it's gene simmons damn i'm good damn he is ken
3: yeah my next one is um love is blind number one <laughs> make sure I get the number in there um, I thought it was going chronological but I'm not exactly uh, I guess some of it's partly feel but <laughs> uh, love is blind is a real good song it's again that's another one I think it showed up on the box set, right um, or a version of it um, but again it's just a very nice mellow I guess song but uh, I I always enjoy listening to it
0: well, my next two picks are ones that have already been mentioned, so I'm going to just double up here so that we're not <laughs> here all night going through these. Dialogue for Love. It's a criminal that that was not included. It was actually for Crazy Nights. Um, and then you think of some of the stuff that was on Crazy Nights, You're know, like why on earth was this not on there? It really is that good. It is also one of those things on the vault that made me uh, need a change of underwear because, again, we thought that nothing... Existed of this song other than the rather dreadful version included on Unfinished Business. So, just to get that song, get more Eric Carr, get a really good song from the Crazy Nights era, which didn't get on the album, just leaves you scratching your head about what could have been. So, great pick uh, already made. Another one already made is Going Blind, Little Lady. Again, of all the early Gene stuff for me, I love how it starts, I love its history. It was performed by Wicked Lester and Rainbow live, um, obviously. Important for Hotter Than Hell and MTV Unplugged. Just uh, a, a stunning song. So, Sonny, let's get back to you.
1: Uh, my two, uh, I'll go with two also because they're repeats. So, uh, Hand of Fate, which, uh, you know, feels a little bit like modern day Delilah, right? But uh love the riff. And then uh, Juliet, which feels a little bit like Cult of Personality, um, but I also yeah. love the feel and the riff. So, um, yeah, I had uh, two of. Julian's picks.
2: Nice. Steve. Um, I also have a double here. I have uh, dial L for love and, uh, and I think it's great. I love the solo in it. And I like the, the lyrics in it first dial six, then dial nine. <laughs> 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 and then uh, my next one's going to be, um, I ain't coming back. Uh, I like the, uh, the mm-hmm. diversity on that song it it has seventies disco written all over it. It's got that, that jingly guitar, <laughs> Um, it's just,
0: I like it. Well, if Paul Stanley could write a disco song, Gene Simmons certainly can as Absolutely. well. Right? Absolutely,
3: yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll give you a two. Um, one of them is uh, a repeat. Uh, it's my life. Um, like Sonny picked, um, uh, again, you know, it, I still wish it would have sounded better than it does. Um, you know, but having said that, it's still a great song. It's just great to listen to. And uh, yes, yes, it should have been on Creatures or Lick It Up. Um, and it would have been a hit if it was released first. Uh, definitely. So that's one. Uh, the other one is Rain Keeps Falling. Um, I just like, boy, that's just a, uh, to me, a beautiful song. Um and it's it doesn't sound doesn't sound like I mean he's redone stuff but it really doesn't sound like his other other songs um I I just I just think it works great so that's the second one rain keeps falling.
0: Another lost Gene Simmons gem, really, for, again, included as a bonus track on the Japanese version of the Asshole album, if uh, my recollection serves correct, or is that everybody knows. Always lose, lose track of the, some of the stuff he's put out. All right, I'm, I've, mm. we've got a lot of crossover here, but I'm hoping that this is, I'm the only one who picks this one. Weapons, power to raise the dead. One word, Ace. It's his Hmm. it's his rewrite of Gene's weapon song, and it's just a stunning vocal that's very different from a lot of what I've heard from Ace uh, throughout his career, through his demos, through his studio stuff. I love it. it. It just resonates with me for no other reason than it's heavy Ace in a good way.
1: Sonny. All right. So the song that closes out my second part of my CD, which is the hard rock jewels, is Are You Always This Hot? So it's another Adam Mitchell. Bruce's guitar work on this thing is amazing. And I think, was this the 12th song for crazy nights? This was the 12th song. Yeah. So I just wish the chorus was a little better, but uh, the guitar work do, uh, does it for me. Uh, Bruce is on fire. Yep.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, Steve, you're next back. Um, Great, uh Ken picked one of my picks also um rain keeps falling great mm. song i love it I, I won't go i won't go through the whole thing again um the next one i have is uh just give me love number two um i mentioned before how the the train wreck of you wanted the best came out um but i like it better on here because you don't have everybody singing in the in that the lyrics aren't so stupid and um and the lead up to the solo is weak but the solo was really good in it and I, I i like that except for that one part i like I like that version and I could just kind of get the Psycho circus version out of my head when I actually listen to that version. Nice. Ken.
3: All right. My next one is you kind of mentioned it quickly, Julian. Uh, everyone knows number one. <laughs> so that, that's another really good song. And, uh, I, it's, it's not a skipper for me, but it's really, I'm not even sure when it was, I think it was written, uh, was that written around the late 80s, Juliana? It's another oh. one I thought it could have been a maybe a hit, you
0: know. Again, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Eddie Trunk that there's so much material on this vault that it's very hard to digest, even four months in. I just don't know. I don't have these details. Uh, they don't, like, snap of the
3: fingers yet. But... You're supposed to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, but I don't. I, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday.
3: Okay. <laughs> anyway, everyone, everybody knows. Number
0: one. Good pick. My next pick is, an, again, the second song that I felt should have been on the vault that was an egregious exclusion. Stanley the Parrot. It boggles the mind that this was left off the vault. The transfer that they used of yeah. Lita is no better than the transfer of Stanley the Parrot. Now, I wonder if there are some clearance issues or maybe um, other issues that... Resulted in it being excluded, but for whatever reason, on my fantasy best of the vault, it's going to be there because it's important in history. It's a really dorky early gene song. It's a pretty cool performance in terms of the guitar work, uh, whoever that is, and it became Strutter core kiss song right. so you know it was reimagined as that, so it should be on the vault. it's gonna be on my best of the vault just
1: because there's my I substitute my reality. Sonny. <laughs> all right, so here we go with the delicate gems, and this is where there might be things you don't agree with. But anyway, uh, my first delicate gem is "Hold On." So the Silent Rage guys help with a bunch of these demos that are, are all over this vault. But that one, well, the first time I heard it, only like, is this Bruce Springsteen? Like it kind of sounded like "Hungry Heart" a little bit. So, um, but I love the song. I think it's a great song. Cool. Doesn't all have to be angry, demon?
2: <laughs> Still. It does for me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the demo uh from Dynasty X ray eyes. I think it's a really cool version. When it for, when the guitar first comes on, the very first thing I think of is Jesse's girl from uh Rick Springfield. Really? As soon as that comes on, I'm like, holy crap, that sounds it just totally reminds me of that. Um, I like the, the raw sounding of the recording, and, and the, the bass on that is, is really out front. I think a lot more than you get it on Dynasty, and I really I like it. Ken. Okay, my next one
3: is Hell or High Hell. Is this Hell of High Water on this? That's weird. Huh? Is it Hell or High Water? Hell or High Water. I think on this CD, when you load it onto a computer, it says Hell of. High water. <laughs>
2: yeah, I had a couple. I of didn't notice that. Like that.
0: Well, uh, I I uploaded my my track listing when I actually loaded it in, so it may well be one of the Julian Gill typos.
3: Mm, I don't know. Hell of high water. Anyway, hell or high water should be. Anyway, that's the song that you know. Uh, what creature? Uh, sorry, crazy nights could have been. Um, yeah. As far as sound, um, to not overproduce it and 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 you know gosh it just the production on that thing is so thin Um, it's just ridiculous but Hell Hell or High Water should have been well it was on it but it should have been produced in a a more gritty you know it should have sounded like Asylum yeah Uh, yeah Or or animalize,
0: You know, I take either of those. Even that, yeah. uh, All the Crazy Nights demos, all of Paul's, are just fantastic. Once they become the, uh, and we've talked about it. They were neutered. I can't help but go on a rant just because a deluxe edition for the 30th anniversary of Crazy Nights... It just would have been so good to have all of those demos, and they're really fantastic. And now Dial okay. L, and Are You Always This Hot or Out or Available, it just you know, boggles the mind that they didn't put together one. If Def Leppard can have Hysteria Deluxe Edition, can not please right. have a, even, just even Crazy Nights? Just something, please. All right, so uh, I'm going to double up because both of these have been mentioned. Uh, got Love for Sale. I feel that we gotta have one Edward Van Halen track on this sampler in order to hook people in. And this one is just the one where Eddie lets loose. He is full on nineteen seventy seven or seventy six. Actually it's April seventy seven. Uh Eddie, which is the best Eddie there ever was. Uh the second one is You're my Leav- you're my reason for living synth. Even though already heard it, and it was on the 2003 Sex Money Kiss audio lunchbox bonus disc and Japanese asshole release. I I just think it's an exquisite song. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's wonderful. It's a fantastic uh, ballad. All right, Sonny, back to you. All
1: right, so I'm going to double up since one of mine are repeats. Everybody Knows, number one. It's a great Mm -hmm. song. The other one, uh, I picked Love Came to Me, and I, Mm -hmm. I label it as jeans I was made for loving you. I do think it needs a Desmond Child hug, though. If that song had a, just a little bit of touch from Desmond Child, uh, the thing would be uh, a more melodic early 80s hit. But uh, uh, it's one of my favorites from the gentle demon, Love Came to Me.
2: Nice. Steve. Good uh, with all the uh, craziness now with uh, Vinnie Vincent coming back out into the forefront, uh, we got to throw I Want to Live on there, I think. Um, you know, you don't get a ripping solo or anything like that, but um, I think it's cool. I think the guitar melody in it is good. It's a decent song, and the it's a it's a good sound of song. I like the, the kind of get a little grindage towards the end there. I like it. Good stuff. Ken?
3: Okay, well I'm going to double up on this one. <laughs> um, I got "Promise the Moon," um, another one that I think Sunny chose. Uh, did you choose it too, yeah. Julian? Yeah. Uh, oh, you didn't? Okay, but uh, yeah, Sonny did. So uh, that song is really, really good. I think it's kind of like a one that grew on me um, over time, and it's it does not sound like anything else he's written i mean it's not i don't hear it in any of his other material where you he, he hear his you know uh you know redoing uh, his songs until he finally gets to it but this one doesn't really sound like a, anything else it really good um and then the other one is turned to stone uh another one i think that was picked and that one where i think sunny said it was like a zz top Kind of riff. Yeah. I th- I I I thought it was more like a a, a rainbow riff. Mm. So that's how I yeah. thought of it.
1: Blues so, anyway. rock, and a man yes. on the silver mountain. Yeah, kind of. sure. yeah, 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 there
0: you go. Come on, you could take ZZ Top or Rainbow. It sounds like a winner, winner to me. <laughs>
1: winner,
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: winner.
0: <laughs> All right, good picks. Uh, my next one is. Uh, Let's put it this way. I flew to Edmonton to see the Gene Simmons band live just so I could hear Charisma. And thank God they performed it. It's a Kiss song that I've always liked. From the moment I bought Dynasty, it just jumped out at me. I liked the kind of chugging vibe. Even... Better on the vault is the sonics for me of the 1977 to 79 demos. X-ray eyes already mentioned is a great example. Oh, yeah. They sound fantastic. Larger than life, almost human. Again, sound excellent, even though they're not, they don't sound like full 24 track demos. They're probably eight or maybe even four lower form demos. they they sound very good. They have character and appeal, but charisma, just love it to
1: pieces. Sonny. All right, so although I can take or leave the Beatles demon, I love the R&B demon. So my next pick is Never Gonna Leave You, number one. It's got that R&B feel. Um, For a four track, it sounds great, but it's just got this kind of like dance track, hummable melody. Um, And, uh, you know, I love R&B, so it was for me. Good one. Steve,
2: you're up. Good pick. Someone drag race in there? It's (laughs) It's Um, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's true. Uh, My next pick is going to be sweet, sweet temptation that uh, ended up being only you on the elder. And Sonny, you know, I'm not a I'm not an elder fan, but um, Mm -hmm. I think that it, uh, you know, with the, you know, either the love or hate factor out there that there is for the elder. I think that, um, you know, that would generate some interest in the in the in the safe deposit box also because there's going to be something from the elder on there nice elder never heard of her um uh, ken
3: yeah well my next one is uh hey you um which is that other gene simmons ken tamplin uh recording and i, I just i just like the call outs of this thing and the way it, the way it you know grooves along um i just think it's really cool really cool song. it's one of the first songs that really grabbed me at the beginning, when I first started listening to the vault, but I, I just—it's again—it's another one that's a little different from his normal style. So, and it and it's and it's good. So, that's it. Hey you. All right. So my next pick is
0: Tokenism for Gene's 1978 uh, solo album, Sunny Cover Your Ears, Always Near You. Um, yeah. mm. I one. I had to have something <laughs> Beatlesque from Gene on there. <laughs> And maybe it's because I've heard See You Tonight so many hundreds of times, the demo, um, a lot of the other stuff I've heard so many times. This one on the vault really jumps out at me. It's fresh. It's it's something new to listen to from that period. So it's making it onto the vault, because uh, the, the best of the vault, because I wouldn't want to torture anyone by putting See You Tonight on there. It would just be too predictable. All right, Sonny, back to you if you survived
1: that beetle outburst. <laughs> all right so my closer uh was written around creatures of the night era but would have never made creases of the night because it's like mid-tempo uh it's gonna be all right uh so looks like michael Jap hel- helped him write it but uh it's a really kind of catchy tune but what they were doing for creatures was never going to fit this and then you go to lick it up this thing would have been lost in the uh woodwork I, I would have sold it to Brian Adams or somebody let them have a hit with it. Yeah. They okay. could have traded him for War Machine.
0: Yeah, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> another another missed opportunity really. But uh, one of those things. All right, Steve. Are, where are we on your picks? Are we near uh, near your last, this is my one
2: last yeah, this is my yeah. closer too. Um I and, and I didn't realize until like just now that I, I actually have a lot of psycho circus stuff on here. Um which <laughs> I think it's a rather interesting <laughs> period. Um, I have In Your Face with Ace singing it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think as, as much as there is interest out there um, with Vinnie Vincent, I think uh, Ace singing on a track on there would also generate some some interest also. And um, I wish it was on Psycho Circus. Could have cut something else off of there. It's just a good track. Although I, I do hate he has to throw in the man from space in the song like that that shit just drives me crazy. You know, we know you're the spaceman. You don't need to, you know, mention it every song that you have. But, uh, other than that, I, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy the song. Good fact. Ken.
3: Okay. Uh, picking, I have two more, uh, but are you ready? Is my next one. Um, obviously I, we, that's already been picked. Um, and everyone's heard it and everyone's heard the, you know samples of it and that sort of thing, but just another really, really well written song. It should have been, should have been on the Kiss album. Uh, I guess what Sonic Boom or Monster. Um, probably another song that uh, Paul nixed. Just get my jab in there.
2: It would have been a great Gene opener.
3: Oh yeah, yeah but he's had enough. He's only had, he's had. What unholy and something else, so that's that's all you can have. You can't have any more.
2: You only
0: get two. <laughs> Alright. So my I'll I'll let you go back to your, your final pick in in a moment.
3: Okay.
0: Uh my final pick for the this album is Bad Bad Loving. The not the one that you picked. This is the full kind of disco flavored one that was, that came later. It's uh disc eight track eleven. And again, just like how I opened up my CD with Howling for Your Love, we're going to close with something that's been out there for years, but something that, again, demonstrates just how good some of this stuff sounds of oh, yours eddie um it really yes there are there are some of these that are lower form and do have a little bit of hiss or background but if you take a steak you have usually put some salt and pepper on it it's called seasoning that's what i take that hiss to mm-hmm. be uh on some of those things I, again op- opinions vary some people that really bothers them i know it does uh, i've had discussions with it but bad bad loving even though i've heard it hundreds of times I love it, and it just sounds crystal clear. It is just one of those songs that really stands out. That, I, I, again, you're not really giving anything away, putting it on a best of the vault, because so many collectors have heard it. But for someone who is a collector, they'll be, holy crap, I'm buying that vault. This stuff sounds fantastic. Even though everything on the vault isn't going to be that much of an improvement that that is. So, um, Ken, back to your final pick. Uh, sure.
3: Yeah, my final, uh, Pick is is are you real Um i guess recorded In that studio we parked in front of Down there in hollywood uh, oh, Conway Studios. Yeah, Conway. Yeah. Remember that yeah when we Uh uh did the uh, L.A. kiss expo uh, Meeting peter um yeah we were Standing right in front of that studio Where we parked um so Are you real um another Song that probably should have been Again on Uh I guess monster. If it was recorded 2011, as we think it is, um, should have been thrown in our monster as an offset to maybe you know freak something like that.
0: Freak followed by are you real? Yeah. Followed by the devil is perfect. Well. Yep. Yeah. All
3: right. be a, a concept though.
0: Everyone has everyone gotten all their picks in. All right, yep. let's move Main on picks. to. Two misses. Those are those uh, two songs that very, very nearly made the cut and why. Sonny, let's start with you on these.
1: Um, my first one's a repeat. Meena-san, san Love that song. I, I think it's catchy. Um, but my second one's going to be a surprise because with all the Beatles hate that I, you know, I sometimes portray, um, I Wait almost made my list. Wow. And uh, I believe that you could hand that song – to James Bay or Ed Sheeran right now, and it would be a hit. Do wow. it, do it.
0: Get get <laughs> get, get Kiss back in the public eye for the final farewell. Do, or do end it of the and road. get sued
3: by
2: Gene.
0: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. What are your
2: two near misses? Um, my my one near miss was Turn to Stone. I I know we already talked about that one. Yes. Um, so I, I won't go over that one again. I, I think Ken picked that, right? I picked it, and Sunny picked it. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, um, so, so we got a three we got a three Pete on that one. And um I picked uh I'm Paralyzed. I really like the the plotting mm-hmm. uh, guitar on that and the, you know I don't know if you want to call it rap but semi like how just the, the talking on it it it's it, it just missed. Okay. Good one. Ken, what are yours? Okay. And my two are
3: first one is Master of Flash, which is uh, the one you know, Gene didn't write, but he bought it. Uh, had the sense to buy it from the guy who wrote it, and is is very cool Bowie-ish type, uh, you know, song. Um, and it's just so different, and but it's very cool early seventies kind of like I said Bowie kind of song. Um, the second song is uh, repeat, Minasan <laughs> Minasan. Again, wow. Song. A song that they should have used with the girl group in Japan instead of the 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 Paul one. I think they wrote they both wrote the song, but sorry, Jeans is better. Sorry, Paul.
2: I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one. That one I'm not really that one I'm not really familiar with. Like you said, there's so many songs on there, yeah. and that one I, oh, I, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and check. That it takes one. takes a while. That would have made a
0: great video you know yeah. i i don't see why they couldn't have done both because i mean, samurai sons actually pretty weird it's very different than the usual sort of uh kiss canon but you know minasan minasan having the girls you know do the backing vocals on that would have been you know very fun to watch as a video because they did some great video work with the uh, the japanese animations and all that for that so you know again good song all right my two misses are suspicious I I do actually Mm. like that song very much, but I have such a problem with black and blue that I just could not bring myself to actually put it on there. It did make me, when someone pointed out that it was, no, it's not even that. I just find them so mediocre. But then you hear "Promise the Moon" and you hear "Suspicious," and it makes me—and it made me—go out and dig back into the black and blue catalog and just give it a reappraisal. And there's some stuff on there that you know is better than, say, um, Jet Boy or Betsy Bitch and you know some of the lower form LA bands of the era. So you know, power to Tommy and Jamie and you know and Pete. The, the guys, it's a good song. Uh, so I'm glad that I had the vault make me go out and listen to something that I have never really given much of a chance. And that's what music should do. It should make you kind of think sometimes and, or reappraise what you've been listening to. The other one is My Uncle is a Raft. I just could not bring myself. I, I have this like 1940s Mickey Mouse cart- uh you know, 19, well, 1920s Mickey Mouse, you know, Steamboat Willie or whatever it was going through my head. I just see that <laughs> that chorus whenever he sings that, but I love what it represents. I just think that in the context of of the vault, with it being the very last song and his very first song, that that should be left to only people who purchase the vault again because of the story. All right. We have to go there. And we're going to be like the the cesspit, and this is your one no-chance... Whatsoever, the one song from the vault that you wouldn't torture your deaf pet rock with um, anything with a backbone slip in its lyric, basically. Son, Sonny, what's the one song <laughs> that you would erase from the vault if you were given that eraser?
1: Okay, so I'm going to pull a Steve Wright and not follow the rules because I couldn't decide between two. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you both of them. I'm rubbing uh, off on you. Yeah i dream a thousand dreams didn't like the asshole version don't like anything about the version that's in the vault vault and queen of hearts and i know pepe castro helped with naked city but queen of hearts ain't no naked city both of those i wouldn't torture
2: anybody with those two songs okay steve are you gonna break the rules as well i am not I am not. Actually, Queen of of Hearts was one of my, uh, one of the ones I was narrowing it down from. Um, But I picked Forever, F-O-U-R-E-V-E-R. And um, thank God that song was only three minutes because, like, it was just absolute torture listening to that. Um, The one lyric, uh, we are the only ones who can rock this world forever. Like, come on, like, (laughs) can't do it. I didn't put a skull and crossbones next to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Ken, what's your poison pill in the vault?
3: Well, mine is more not because it's it's horrible <laughs> or anything. It's more because of a disappointment, um, and that's Mongoloid Man. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I was waiting, you know, the, the big deal, uh, I wrote a song with Joe Perry. I'm like, oh, wow, it's going to be Kiss meets Aerosmith and, no, it's not. Not bad. so much. That same bad. damn riff again.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's <laughs> and the same the lyrics. Riff and,
3: and and it's just, it was a, it's just a total lit down. It's like, come on, these two guys, and that's all they could, you know, do come up with. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, it's just more of a disappointment than
0: anything else. You wait all these years to hear that song, and suddenly you realize that you've actually already heard the song dozens of times, (laughs) and that Gene Simmons actually had Joe Perry come out and play on that same frickin' riff that he never managed to actually use, or kept trying to use. Well, well, obviously, Joe didn't do anything for it, so... All right, mine. It would have been too easy to pick something off Asshole, because there's a lot of stuff on that album that is just, well, dog? No, I like dog. Dog. That's really fun. But I actually had to go with My Babe. And I felt really bad. It's just not very good for me. Uh, it's Eric Carr. And I, I feel really guilty picking anything to do with Eric. Um, but it really sounds like two chords, have a song, sit there with a the guitar, my babe, my babe, my... Shut up! No! <laughs> Garbage. So that that's the only one. You know, even everything else. I could not pick the Dylan tape. The 15 minutes yeah. of that. I can't even pick that because I listened to it once. I deleted it. Um, so I never have to hear it again. But for what Good it is call. in terms, yeah, what it is in terms of its history is, you know, more important than my babe, which, uh, you know, ask me True. tomorrow. I'm going to pick something else tomorrow. I'm a Kiss fan. None of this sticks. It's not permanent. Right. It's not forever. All right. So let's complete this fantasy. How would you package it? Steve, you've given something that I don't think can be topped. Uh, Sonny, Ken, you've had the whole
1: show to think about how to top Steve's Sonny. How would you package yours up? Yeah, I'm not topping Steve's. Uh, My idea was it was a money bag, right? So somehow it's the money bag with a money bag logo. I did have the idea that whatever was in the money bag, except for that 15 song disc would be different. So there might be stickers, there might be pictures, there might be, uh, uh, notes of some sort, but very much like the vault is a little bit different for everybody, that uh, this this packaged bag would be a little bit different for everybody. Um, but, the, yeah, that was really it. But it would, besides that, it would be pretty simple. It wouldn't be a safety deposit box, although I think that's a great idea. Yep, that, that's brilliant. Ken, <laughs> h- how about you? What didn't I do? Yeah, you yeah,
3: kind of did it. Yeah, you did it. You know, the vinyl and uh i don't i don't know know what it'll be in but sorry i forgot everything after steve's but uh i know it's (laughs) it's hard to forget
0: i also went with vinyl uh, and the way i kind of imagine it it is double vinyl and it's going to be red vinyl actually it's going to be multicolored but it's going to be pressed so that it comes out a little bit like sauron's eyes but mainly Mm -hmm. red orange towards the center demon eyes um it's going to be a gatefold. The inside gatefold is going to be like that wallpaper that they've got for the websites, uh, the collage oh, yeah. of uh, Gene images. The front cover is going to be a close-up of the front of the vault, basically. Um, the dial, the Gene Simmons vault, best of. And the back cover would be that promo photo that Mark Weiss took that's been used everywhere uh, with the track listing. you know. So kind of vanilla... In that sense, but it's only available on vinyl. It's not available as a CD. Double vinyl with a download, digital download card, single use for those uh, who, who buy it, and uh, release on record store day, finally getting Kiss and the band to participate in that important day of the year. Finally, Yeah, but again, that doesn't go anywhere near the safety deposit box. I, I, I just totally... Bow down to you. That's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> My pro- I'd end up buying like 10 of those and not get everything I wanted at through <laughs> Reconstruct. Well, do you remember Psycho Circus,
0: how they did the four different CD prints yeah, and they put yeah. them in backwards into the packaging? So people were buying multiple ones, saying, God, Peter Chris again? Oh, shit. Peter Chris again? And then they flipped them around <laughs> and people were able to uh, actually buy a set of all of them. But, uh, you know, buy your five different safety deposit boxes. Well, course, they'll all... Well, well
2: my, mine would... It would tell you which base is in each one. Which one? So you, you would only have to buy four. All
0: right, which base yeah, would yeah. everyone want before we four. sign off
2: here? Yeah, there would be one, one, one base in each one. So it would be on the, the, the wrapping of it, which base was included in it. I think the Axe would be the
0: most popular one of those, uh, followed by yep. the Alive Grabber, followed by the uh, Crazy Knight's uh, Jeans in His Face and Tongue. Um, but actually... I. I can't decide between the Axe and the uh, Crazy Night Zero one. Grab is a little bit boring compared to both of those for me. All right, so there we are. Any final words on The Vault? I I mean, here we are four months later. I still listen to The Vault on a weekly basis, if not some of it on a daily basis at work, and... I'm still discovering new things with it. So yeah, this is a little, it's always sounds a little bit like a sales pitch that, you know, it's a, the gift that keeps on giving for me. Sonny, are you still enjoying it? And how's it kind of changed your look at this material?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I have about 120 out, uh, out of the, what, 165 songs, somewhere in there, about 120 of them in my playlist, the shuffles. So I at least hear one every day. Um, worth every penny to me i would do it again uh the haters can
2: hate but that
1: money's well worth it
2: absolutely steve i totally agree um it was definitely worth every penny and i have to i finally actually monday when we came home from m3 i finally got all of my vault stuff i finally got my my shirt my golden ticket and my download card um i did the will call in philadelphia and and for some reason those weren't available but um i finally received everything and um if you're thinking about it, pull the trigger.
0: Yep. Gene Simmons vault.com. Ken, you went through quite a saga to get yours with, uh, not picking <laughs> it up in Los Angeles.
3: Yeah.
0: Is it still worth the wait? Literally and figuratively. Oh, oh yes,
3: Definitely. I mean, I mean, you know, half of it was meeting again, Gene and the whole experience down there. And the other half is having, getting the vault and, and the, the CDs and all the music. Um, Again, I, I'm still, even now, you know, listening to songs and like, oh, wait a minute, I like that song. It's, a, it's I don't remember, you know, it. like lots of songs you have to listen to, to me, you have to listen to at least three times, at least three times full to really get a good feel of a song. Sometimes, you know, it can grab you right away. Um, Sometimes those are the ones that wear out faster than the other songs so um it's it's just it just keeps on giving like you say julian um and uh i keep finding new little things that i didn't realize i've heard before um, in earlier listening so just great yeah worth the money
0: awesome so this uh show is going to go out on thursday may the 10th You've still got time to get your tickets for, I believe, it's Chicago this weekend while the Indie Expo takes place on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, most recently announced guest will be Tommy Thayer in Portland. So every member of uh, current member of Kiss has made an appearance. Peter and every every living member, haven't they? So. um you know congratulations to gene for getting everyone involved it's uh been good for the kiss army and everyone attending these for now uh, again gene
1: but i'd like to thank Sonny hollywood booney <laughs> good <laughs> guys thanks for the opportunity uh you know i got a face made for radio so it's not often i get on youtube <laughs> but thanks for the opportunity yeah awesome
0: steve thank you so much for for joining us
2: yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for thinking of me. I I had, I had a great time, and uh, I like Sunny. Uh, I have a face made for radio, and that that's why we are just an audio only podcast. <laughs> and our podcast goes out every Friday at noon. So uh, check us out, Potter than Hell, and thank you guys for uh, having me on here. You guys are awesome
0: before we close i'd just like to give a shout out to joe Adele, who was going to participate in this episode until we couldn't get our schedules to come together joe look forward to seeing you in indy thank you for trying to be a part of the show and uh hopefully you can chime in with your 15 picks in uh wherever you listen to this episode uh ken i'll see you tomorrow so uh
3: that's right i gotta guess, remember
0: I, I guess for now from sunny from steve from ken and myself thank you for listening and we'll see you all somewhere either in person or on our shows bye for now